Now you can go. So this morning, my kids were taking their spelling exam. And my co-teacher came over and said, you need to send five kids at a time to the math class. I'm like, okay, but they're in the middle of an exam. She's like, I'll let you know when I'm finished sending my kids and then you can send yours. I said, okay. So she comes over. We have like, I don't know, 12 minutes until French class. And she says, okay, here's what you guys need to do. And she tells them all in Spanish. And then she tells them they need to go in in the order of their list number. I think she did it to make everything easier. And um, she tells me they have to go. They can't have more than five at a time. I said, okay. Well, if two came back, I sent two. If three came back, I sent three. So every time a child would come back, I would send a child. We had like three kids left to go, and one of the kids comes back. The teacher says not to send more than five at a time. I said, were there more than five of you in the classroom at at that time? He said, no, which I didn't understand why she said it. She wanted me to send only groups of five. But these kids were going to her classroom to get books to take home that were from the library. So they're all, we, they don't have really a library, but they're sending these books home with the kids. They're giving them away to the students. Probably because they don't want them. They don't want to manage a library. Because the, the li- library I, that's I know, as big as our, cl- our living room. No, no. I know it was it was a whole bunch more books before. And that space between the math teacher's room, SEP, and my rooms, that whole space, that was all books. Oh, you have a math teacher downstairs. I have that was all, all books. The, the hallway that goes from my hallway through SEP, that was all books. Mm. See, now those books that are there... We're in the library. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they just, they're, well, they I don't, I don't think they really want or they're working to not have or they want to get rid of the books so they can buy all new books. Well, they is, had a bunch of new books delivered last week or the week before, whatever day I was in there. They had a, a big bunch of new books. And I said to the one girl whose English is really good, and I said, it's too bad they don't have any English books. She said, they do, but we weren't allowed to take them because we're too young. They said we could only take the Spanish books. I said, well, that's kind of silly since you're learning English. That makes sense. She said, that's what I said when I asked for the English book. I will crack up if they send those books with the sixth graders that I said were inappropriate for that age group. Because it looked like they were okay, getting rid of all... Why do you think they would send anything with sixth graders? Our kids don't go to that room. They don't go to the... They go there if they didn't... If they didn't... Um, if they don't get picked up by their parents and they're, they're slated to stay after, they go to the library then. That's the only time they go to the library. Mm-hmm. I was told that all the kids were going to be able to go and take books. Oh, so they're just getting rid of their books. Uh-huh. Like I said, it sounds like they're getting rid of their books to make room for other books. Maybe. But that doesn't make sense because it seems like you would keep the books you have to build a library. That's what libraries are. They're, they're collections of 
new and old books. They're not just new books because if we get rid of them, maybe they will buy them. But, you know, that's not what that's just not the way it's supposed to work. No. You're supposed to have a whole bunch of books and all different editions of books and all that kind of stuff. I mean, any anybody who loves books and is a librarian, trust me, they would shit a brick if they knew that schools were just giving away books. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I, I get duplicates. I don't even get duplicates. No, I get duplicates because, like, I they, just duplicates. Bought, they just bought all these Animal Farm books. I may be the first and last person to ever use them. So, uh, maybe. that being the case, <clears throat> one of two could go into the library. The rest of them, let them go. Yeah. Because it makes sense to let them go. You, you know, you put them out in the wild. Let them, let them roam, roam free. Yeah, I have uh, four of the first Skippy John Jones books that I don't let anybody touch. They're in my desk because I don't want them ruined. Right. But that's, that's just, you know, school books. That's the way books work. Right. You know? Yep. <sighs> okay. So it's Thursday. I got my Modelo today cause. Oh, I can't drink alcohol. Why not? Cause I will be asleep. before. Well, yeah, that's the point. No, I got a good eight hours last night. I did eight not. hours. Speaking of which, just because I am downstairs snuggled up under the covers on the sofa, grading papers does not mean that you don't say good night. Oh yeah, it does. When you're at, when I was literally sleep and I barely made it up the stairs. What the hell? Barely. No, that's not okay, sir. Oh, you know what? It was last night. I was so hurt. I was like, what? So hurt. I came upstairs expecting that you'd probably be asleep in your chair. Yeah, I was was more than asleep. And I was like, where's Heron? Keegan said, oh, daddy went to bed a long time ago. I said, wait a minute, what? And he didn't say anything to me? She's like, yeah, he does that. And I'm like, not to me, he doesn't. He might go to bed on y'all, but not, not to me. I don't go to bed on my kids. Mm-mm. Yeah, man, I had to go to sleep. I was, I was hurting. I had, I got, went to bed at eight o'clock. Got up at four fifty-three. Eight hours and twenty-five. I had a total of twenty-six minutes awake last night. <laughs> Listen, you sound like me the other day because I was asleep by eight fifteen. I could not even cope. Last night I got five hours and thirty-three minutes. Mm-hmm. 28 mm-hmm. minutes of sleep or awake. Yep. So I don't want to hear it. And But the night before, I got eight hours and 28 minutes. I was getting my sleep on. <laughs> I was knocked out. So today's a Modelo day. Modelo. So you can be asleep by 7 o'clock. If it happens, it happens. I can enjoy the sleeping. I only have because I got to go in tomorrow and go blind trying to grade these papers. I only have forty-eight more page uh, tests to grade. Forty-eight. That's it. I mean, that's it. Oh man, please. I'm. I need to go back through almost every single child's notebook again. Uh huh. To see what if they updated it or they finished any outstanding work. I have to. Finish the set of final exams that they took today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not. Well, 
Today's exams are the only ones I have left to mark because I took, the kids had French the last class of the day and I took part of the second afternoon class in all of the French class and all of the Voseo and whatever time before you came to my classroom and finished the grammar from yesterday. But I still oh, I have finished to, all of my tests from Tuesday. I still have to enter them into the computer, though. Oh, I have all that done. I do not. I, I got it all. I done. don't have time for that. I was working hard. I got my shit done. But I just, I think it's. I but think you it's, only, you have how many kids? A hundred kids? About ish. And some you some classes are kind of. There's only one class of twenty-five, so it's somewhere between eighty-five and a hundred, somewhere around there. And you had gave two exams this week. Hmm? Yep. Yeah, I didn't do what I did last time. Last time I did one exam that counted on two different things. So it was it was literally one class period for two exams. Mm. Whereas this time I did two cuz I mean it's supposed to be, you know, it's when you think about it it's half cuz midterm should be smaller than final. Yeah. yeah. So the final's a little bit longer. It's really not that long, but it's a little bit longer. But just what was interesting today, in looking at them take this spelling exam, which who takes a spelling exam? Weird. Um, it's really weird. I had a question on there that was about vowel sounds. Mm-hmm. Sixth grade. Uh-huh. Vowel sounds. Make a, Think of any word that has the same sound as this vowel in this word. That's it. That was it. So if it was a short I, you could write any word that had a short I in it. You didn't have to circle that I or do anything. Just write a word <laughs> that had a short I in it. Had you gone over these things in class? Phonics? With well, sixth graders? Vowel sounds, yes. Unfortunately, yes. Um, I had gone over this. Yikes. I did, I did the whole alphabet. Oh, my. With sounds of letters. And my kids know the sound you know of the, the letter. You know what the kids told me? They don't know the name of the letter. You know what the kids told me? This wasn't on the... The... Review sheet. The review sheet. I looked at them. I said, this is phonics. I'm giving you points. They couldn't it wasn't do it. supposed to be on a review sheet. You should be able to sound words. <laughs> it's like, what? Aaron. What kind of child looks at you and says, I can't read that? What? In sixth grade. Ask me how to spell things on a spelling test. <laughs> on a, in sixth grade. That's awesome. Look, so <laughs> the first group, I had them take the exam and then I gave them the five words at the end that they had to spell. And then I told them, now go back through your exam before you give it to me and make sure that you spelled your five words correctly. See if those words are anywhere in your exam. So the second group, I gave it to them first. And one boy was looking at the paper and he was like, wait, whale, whale? This is far whale. I said, stop right there, don't say a word. You're taking a test, you can't talk while you're taking the test. And he looks at me and he takes his paper and he's like, 
pointing, you know, right at the top is the word whale. And it's written there. And that's their first spelling word. And afterwards, he's like, did you do that on purpose? I said, I did not make this test. He said, wow. And then sphere was one of their words. And sphere was on the page before. Almost every single word that was on their dictation mm-hmm. was in the spelling test. Yeah, that's that's kind of how you have to do it. And they like I was like, okay, guys, be careful. Make sure that you're copying the words from the word bank exactly. So the one word was two. Like I have two chocolates. And I don't know, out of 24 kids, 20 of them wrote toe. What up, toe? What like, up, toe? Go back and look at this again. <laughs> Please go back and look at all your words. Make sure that they match your word bank. Yeah, I think y'all missing something. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, um, they are thinking is not a thing. Well, what And if- I, unfortunately... Uh, I don't think we're going to get... I don't think we're going to find a place where that is a thing. Well, the British teacher and I were talking yesterday because I asked her... I was ridiculed for not projecting the exam on the board and then reading the exam word for word, every single question and every single option for an answer to my students. And I asked the British teacher if she does that. And she said, no, but now I know why my fourth graders aren't able to think. I was like, okay, just making sure. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I I don't really think that they are from uh, first grade through sixth grade at this particular school. They are not focused on raising Learners, no, and they're we are puppets. They don't. They don't. They. They. They're. I think they have good intention. Like they want to be better. Yeah. But they don't know how to get there. Yep. Or the system itself keeps them from getting there. Something. Yeah. Something is. is it might in be a the combination way. of the two, because I watch my Spanish co-teachers, my Mexican co-teachers. I watch them. And I see their intent. I see that they really want to be able to do these things with the kids. And they want to, you know, stretch them and teach them. But then they don't. They, oh, they this one can't do that and this one can't do that. And, you know, oh, it's going to be too difficult or it's going to take too much time. And instead of saying, okay, it might be difficult, but how can we bring the low learn slow learners along with us or yes this might take time but how can i incorporate this into other subjects they just drop it yeah because they take the path of least resistance yeah and that's i think that's where part of the issue is 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 the it's like there's no fight yep and you might have all of the educationally relevant things to say about why this should be done over that or whatever, but it doesn't matter because if you try to bring it up, no one's listening. 
or they just throw back, we can't do that because of SEP. Yeah. You know, it's like SEP's in the way or the person running SEP is in the way or then a manager is in the way. It right. just doesn't matter. Somebody's yep. in the way at some point. Yep. And that's what then stops it. And it's like, well, if you do that a couple of times, well, then nobody's just going to try. Just nobody's right. going to say anything anymore. Yep. And they're just going to say, well, you know, whatever. This school just doesn't want it. So yep. I'll just collect a paycheck. Yep. You know, and I think that is the position that a lot of the teachers are in mm-hmm. at this school. Yep. You know, and I don't think that um, anything is happening at the higher levels. They're no. They're still cleaning up a mess. Yep. So it's like, honestly, I don't, I don't think that the, I don't think they're doing a, a, I think they're doing a disservice to the students, but the students don't, don't necessarily know it. Yeah. You know, and their parents don't really know it. It's like, if, if, if just me and you were running a school, it'd be very different in how much time and energy goes into just intention alone, Mm -hmm. just making sure that what we're doing makes sense for why we're here and our, our stated purpose and it all fitting together. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's happening. So that's a, that's an issue in itself because how do you say that this is the mission, but nobody's following it. So then why do I have my kids here? Like, what right. What am I doing? Because well, I would be asking. Well, I'd be asking those questions yep. as a parent big time. Oh, yeah. But that's what the director was looking at. The one day he was like, why is this all over the school in every place? But we don't do any of this. Yep. Why is this on every document? You know, but but that's nothing. We don't follow one bit well, of it. Well, I think, I think it comes down to... There's a marketing group. Yeah. And that marketing group is putting out the word, but the word is not trickling down to all the other people mm-hmm. below to say, you know, we're changing this. We're making this. We're going we need to find a way to incorporate that. And we need to sit down and collaborate. See, the, that's what I'm saying. To make it all fit together like puzzle pieces, it, you have to have the collaboration. And they don't want the collaboration because then it weakens, and in a lot of ways it does weaken, anybody in management. Yep. Because it's not you. The management is not... You're basically, any good manager knows that they're not needed. Yes. Because if you're a good manager, you've taught your people exactly how to do the job and they don't need you anymore. Right. But a lot of managers fear that phenomenon. So then they make everybody dependent on them for yeah. whatever. So and that, maybe- that becomes part of the problem. Like when I was managing, it was like, is if I don't show up, it will all get done. Everything will get done right. if I don't show up. Yep. And that means that I'm a good manager, but, but a lot of people can't do right. that. I wonder, actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure, if that's why my current coordinator doesn't really make any effort when it comes to informing me or you know, giving me the things that I'm supposed to have or even talking with me because I don't need her. Right. I don't need her. If I don't get it from her, I will find it from someone else. 
or I just won't have it and it's going to be on her anyway because she didn't do her job. But I'm also not going to run around like the rest of the women do and try to make her look like she's doing her job. I'm going to point it out every time. You were told to give me this. You didn't give it to me. I don't have it. I don't know what to do with it. So that's on you. You're the manager. I'm not going to chase you down I for think, it. I think that's the other thing. I, I said that to my students today. You were told early, at the beginning of this week all the stuff you were missing. You were told last week to work on any missing stuff. Mm-hmm. So you've had two weeks. Yesterday we went and did all, all of you were had the opportunity to do all of your old spelling tests. I will not chase you down. Nope. If you have a zero in the book, it's just going to get changed to a five and we're going to walk on. I, it's not, it's not going to have, I'm not looking for you. I don't care if you didn't yep. do your work because you've had two weeks yep. to get it done. Outside of, I mean, this is an outside extra two weeks of, out of the regular day yeah, that you yeah, were yeah. supposed to do it. And it only took 20 minutes to do in class and you chose to play. Yeah. Which is so. crazy to me that you have sixth graders that play. Oh. I cannot even imagine being in sixth grade and doing the shit these kids yes, do. Yes, but we were in middle school. We were in middle school. Yeah. So the expectations are very... See, this particular school sees sixth grade as a transitional period. And that's how it's treated. So they get to do a couple of things that they do at the higher levels. They do the other things that are at the lower levels. They are treating it like a transition. Uh Like what they did in um, some of the schools in Michigan by separating ninth grade away from middle school and high school. Same thing. They treat it as a transition. And I don't necessarily like that because I like to throw the the fuckers into the deep end and watch them flail around because that's what happened to my ass. Yep. But and I went from a private school to a public school. Shit, I where, went where from, I knew where I didn't know anybody. Yep. I didn't even I had never gone to school. I well put it this way. I won't say I didn't know anybody. I knew two people because they did the same thing I did. They went from the same school to to you the to I the high school. So they you know, but in in middle school, I mean I don't know. I, I was in a private school, so middle school felt more like what I mean. Put it this way, when I got to the high school, it felt like I had gone back to middle school. Yeah. Okay, so whatever they had done, it it made it made it seem like we were way far ahead because in middle school I got C's and D's. In in is when I got out of middle school, I mean I was a, I was a middle middle of the road student, average student. Um, when I got to my ninth grade year. It was like, this is, this is what happens at high school because we did this like a year or two years yeah. ago. I mean, it felt like I had gone backwards and I was like, oh, well, shit, I can get good grades right, here, right. you know? So I did, <laughs> I got, and I wasn't like a, a A plus student or nothing like that, but cause I, I saw it as, well, if I didn't have to work that hard to get good grades, then I could do all of the other stuff, the extracurriculars, right. and I did. I did basketball. I tried to do baseball. I did marching band. Yep. I did concert band. 
you know, I was a trainer for the track team. All of that stuff that I did, I did it because I knew I didn't have to work that hard just yep. to get the same C and D or C and B. Yep. It wasn't all that difficult for yep. me, you know. So there's something to be said for, you know, a rigorous middle school life. Yeah. And well, I don't, and it's I don't the think expectations that the teachers have as middle school teachers versus what these kids are dealing with when they're elementary teachers and they don't, it's not like they keep the sixth grade teachers in the sixth grade. They bounce them around to different grades every year. Well, my thing would be what I would do at this school since everybody outside of me, everybody is essentially an elementary school teacher in this system. Uh huh. What I would do is I would have them mark. I would have all the teachers march with all the students first through six. I would have them. And then when you got to sixth oh, grade, yeah. you rotated back to first yep. and you just kept doing Cause you could track the kids better because they don't do any real tracking. Yep. They do a fake, yeah. a fake kind of tracking with, Oh, we're going to give a test and we're going to write down how many you got wrong. But none of that's real tracking. That's, that's, that's just, it's something so that somebody can have a job and somebody can get numbers. Yeah. But it's really not tracking the students because if they were, I wouldn't have a student who's been at the school all this time who doesn't have letter recognition and I can't call out an S and he writes down a C. That's, that, that wouldn't happen yeah. if they were actually being tracked, right. if they were actually being watched. So all the tracking that they're doing is just a waste of time. It's just to justify whatever they do in their government things yeah. and then to generate a whole bunch of numbers that have no meaning because honestly, if they were looking at actual grades and, and progress, you would never bump all low grades up to fives, no. five out of 10. You would no. never do that because no. you would want them to see where the students actually are in order to affect right. real change for the following generations. Well, in this whole thing with frequency error, they want us to count every single solitary question that is is wrong like for every kid for every test and i just went through the math with my students today that's 192 tests i have to do and each test has a minimum of five pages so that's like 962 pages of paperwork i have to go through and then mark their every single thing i mark wrong i then have to count it on another sheet and then input that into the computer. And it just doesn't make any sense. Because what the fuck are you going to do with that information? The test know. shouldn't be the same every year. Yeah, so but, why does it matter? See, but that's what I'm saying. They're, but here's the kicker. When they change things and what they teach, well, then those numbers then have no meaning. Exactly. So the, why They're starting over it? every time. So right. it's just a... It's it's just... It, it literally is just... Oh, uh, a justification for someone to have a job or many someone's to have a job that has no real bearing on education Yeah, because right. they could be doing so much more with the time that they have. Uh -huh. They could be replacing a lot of these really ridiculous subjects with what the students need and taking them further, yeah. the, you know, but they're, they, I mean, when you think about it, you got this, this next to Canada. Nobody's closer to the U.S. They don't have an English program. <laughs> they really don't. You know, they, right. the, the whole world 
has English programs. Yep. Mexico does not have an English program. No. You know, so when you think about it in those terms, how are you really helping your students? You're bumping up all their grades across the country, inflating their grades, and then you're admitting, you're using those same grades to admit them to universities. Yeah. And then you're using those grades to admit them in universities outside of your what? Yep. I mean, I've it, any university, why would I ever take Mexican students knowing that all of their grades have been bumped up? At least if they were failing. I so wonder, I might have a failing student in my university because they got bumped up and they did the min, they did the bare minimum yep. kind of thing. Uh, no, I, that See, that rubs me the wrong way because I did work pretty hard to not fail out of high school yep. and get good enough grades to get accepted to multiple universities coming out of high school. Yeah. Why? I mean, you know, that's not, you know, and, and honestly, our university system is way different because everybody can be accepted to a university somewhere. Yeah. But, you know... I don't, I don't, I just don't get, I don't get this idea about education that we're just gonna, we're gonna pay lip service to all of these things, but we're not going to really uh, push the envelope on the achievement or the ability of our own people. Right. That's something, something about that seems yeah. wrong. It's like, it's like, um, we want the next generations to be better, but while never letting them be better. Right. Never expecting that they're going to be better. Never pushing them to be better. Because they don't push these kids to do anything. You know, I, I looked at the, my coordinator when she was like, you need to project it. You need to read every word. And I looked at her and I said, no. I'm testing them. I want to know what they've learned. I want to know what how I taught this is not only an assessment of their knowledge, but it's also an assessment of how I conveyed the information. Right. Cause, but they're not, I don't think they're looking at what they do in the classroom critically. They're right. looking at something, some other metric, but like when I, when I'm looking at my students, I am, always like assessing and reassessing and assessing on a minute by minute basis yeah. based on the what I'm getting back from the students at that time because if I need to change or I need to explain or if that kid over there looks just a slightly confused I need to know and recognize that and ask them that question and if they still are going to be reluctant to talk but they are confused because it's written on their face I need to be able to to switch things up and address that yeah. right then and there so that they don't walk out of the classroom feeling like they've lost. Right. Like they're, they yep. are lost, but they have lost. Yep. No, that's not that you don't want any child to walk out that no. way, no matter what their age is. But I don't think that kind of reflection is actually happening in all of the schools we've been in by no. the local people. We've always come in and said, you should do this. But they aren't really doing that no. because they're looking at it like, oh, we're generating all these numbers and then somebody else is going to tell me how good I was as a teacher. It's like, but you should already know that. Right. Just like you should know Johnny over there doesn't understand what you're talking about. Yep. You know? Yep. Like I have a kid. I have a kid today 
I, one of my things is when I give these exams is raise your hand. I will come to you. Raise your hand. If you have a question, I don't care how silly you think it is, you raise your hand and I will come to you. This child asked questions. I answered the questions. He told me he understood. And when I got his exam today, he had a 2.6, and that was with the bonus points. And I just looked at, like, I know I told him exactly what he needed to do. I know that I went over this part with him three times. So how did he not do any of it right? Not one single thing. I even had him underline the directions and read it to me and tell me what it meant. And he still didn't do it right. I don't, I don't know. I, don't. I had kid after kid after kid. There's, uh, my co-teacher wrote this exam saying, you know, use color for the first, the capital letter and for the punctuation. I was like, all right, that's what you want them to do. Whatever. I don't care. I had them underline that sentence. Told them they're going to need their colored pencils, so get them out. Leave their pencil cases on their desk. Open them up. Just leave them there. Mm-hmm. They don't have colored pencils. They can get some from my desk because I have a big bucket. Ten kids didn't do it. That means it's all wrong. Yep. The whole thing is wrong. Yep. Because you didn't follow directions. Yep. Even if the punctuation is correct, even if you capitalize the right letter, it's all wrong. Yup. See, that's, and I guess I try to, I'm having to undo a lot of their bad, um, what's the word? Not bad behavior, but bad habits. I'm having to try to undo a lot of those. Their conditioning. Yeah. Because. Their their behavioral conditioning. You know, I sat there and I, I, uh, there was one section of the test that in the first couple classes, a lot of people kept asking me about. So the next couple, I was like, okay, let, let me just go ahead and just, let me just announce these yep, things. Yeah, I the do beginning. those too. So, okay, I'm standing there. I tell them. I make sure they all understand. I sit down. By the, It's like the second page. So a few minutes into the test, kids start getting to the second page. They all have the same question again. Yeah. It's like, guys, we just talked about yep. this. Listen. But they're not... They're not ever made to be forced to to keep the information that they're being given. It's like it's like, oh yeah, you said that thing, but what was it that you said again? It's like, if I was mean, I wouldn't tell them. There are times when I'm just like, I just said it. What did I say? I do it. I may do that with, say, a classwork where they can walk over to their classmate and ask them. No, I did it today. I can't do it. You can't do it on a test because you can't. They can't talk. So it's like I now I'm forcing you to fail. Right. Well, no, because I had four kids ask me the same question back to back. So I stopped everyone, showed them an empty page and said, this is how you do this. This is what this is. This is what this means. I said, does everybody understand? Yes. Are you sure? If not, I can go over it a different way. Let me know. No, we've got it, Mrs. Farr. Kid raises his hand. I, I give the paper back to the boy and I, another child raises his hand. And I walk over and he literally asks me the same exact mm-hmm. shit I just went over. And I looked at him and I said, 
What were you doing when I was talking? I was listening. Okay, so then what did I say? You said blah, blah, blah. I said, so do you know what to do now? Oh, oh, yeah. Then why did you call me over here? Oh, I got, I had one better. I had a kid um, come to me. The instructions were three lines long. It wasn't a lot. It was just three lines. Three lines. He chose the last line to read. I'm sorry, what? Literally. He's like, I don't know what to do here. I said, okay, read the directions to me. Because honestly, it's ESL, essentially. So they, it, it's possible that a child could read the whole thing and, and not, not understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probable so, more okay, than possible. Okay, fine. Read the whole thing to me. The child sat there and read the whole thing. When he got to the end, he went, oh, and walked back to his <laughs> I was like, dude, what were you? He was like, he read one line. He didn't read the fill in the blank with C if the word is spelled correctly. Fill it in with I if the word is spelled incorrectly. That's it? That's all I had to do? No, that was it. That oh, was the whole thing. I love a piece. And it was just, and oh, oh, some kids literally got it all the way backwards. What? Like when I went to grade them, you can tell they understood, but they did it backwards. Oh. They did the correct, they, it's, it's, it's a mirror image of the, of the correct answers for that section. I, and they're going to kick the shit out of themselves right? when they see that because it's like, it says really clearly. Yeah. I had PH words today. They had to correct the misspelled PH words. And so this child raises her hand, Mrs. Farr, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Will you look? And I looked down and the word was spelled phone, F-O-N-E. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she had copied it, F-O-N-E. I said, read the, read the first line to me. Using PH. And she looked at me and she's like, never mind, you can go. And I was like, are you sure? She's like, I should read the directions. Yeah. And it's it's written on the board. Number one, no talking. Number two, read all of the directions. Number yeah, three, see, follow being, all of the directions. If you don't read the directions, you're not going to read to read the directions. Uh, but I go over them. It doesn't matter. They're not listening. The, see, true. this is this is what I've seen so far being at this school. And I hope, I hope, I hope. This is not a nor normal for the country. I would love because we you could when we were and and I guess maybe this is our fault, but when we when you were in China, you could extrapolate a small classroom across the entire country. You could look at a classroom and know that if this is what was happening in Wuhan's classroom yes. and this kind of school, that when you looked across all the other, this is exactly what was happening yep. because in China they don't really reinvent the wheel; they just keep. Doing the same it's like a thing, copy right? Over, Everything's over, copied, over. Mm -hmm. but here you're hoping that this can't be. Well, it cannot know, be this bad all the way across the country. I didn't have any of this in Thailand. Like this wasn't something I experienced. What, in which Thailand. part? This whole because I dealt with international kids mostly. I know you're saying you didn't deal. With I didn't, deal, didn't deal with, with what with the. The carbon copy, the not thinking, the puppetry. No, 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 I didn't no. deal with any of that in Thailand. Well, Thailand regular schools, yes. I didn't, but I didn't work in a regular yeah, school. Yeah, well, I did. I worked in an international school, and then I worked in an international 
learning center where all these kids went to the British International Schools mm-hmm. or all these different international schools. So it was a totally different. You were getting an international. I was getting internationally focused education. Education, whereas I saw, exa- I mean, walk into a middle school classroom like this sixth grade walk into the classroom and you can't walk from the back of the room to the front through the classroom. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. to walk outside the classroom every time I wanted to go from the teacher desk to the front of the room. Yikes. Because you could not walk from mm-hmm. one end to the other because they were packed in like literally like sardines yeah. with those old wooden, wooden desks, desks. With the splinters. With the wooden chairs. Yeah. No, they didn't have splinters no more. Them things was old. <laughs> They were too old to have splinters. They had been worn, well, and see, worn smooth. I only substituted in your school in the kindergarten, which was a weird, weird situation. Yeah, but that was a good school. Yeah. No, I'm talking about any, the regular school. I didn't have any regular schools. I had <laughs> international schools, and I had the, the Buddhist Mm-hmm. Monastery kindergarten mm-hmm. with all the little kids. Like I said, cutie, you were you got faces. you got a an, an unrealistic view. I really did of I really Thailand did. schools because Thai schools are a lot like Chinese schools, but they're little more British than Chinese schools. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Their their curriculum, the, the what they're what they want them to learn. Yeah, but I was focus. even teaching an American curriculum. Right, exactly. So mine was totally different than. Yeah, they uh, they were. I mean, you're talking about 50 kids in one classroom. And basically, I had basically you're not ever teaching. kids in the school. <laughs> and they were and they were using you know like blackboards and chalk. Yep. And they were basically all they did in those schools was write things on the board. The kids had to copy it in their notebook and then they checked their notebooks for, for completeness and good handwriting. That's what they did in Thai schools. That's why the kids were trying to get into my program when I was doing IEP oh, stuff yeah. because it was totally different and... than what they were going to be getting in the other classrooms. Yeah. And they had to go through first graders going through a damn interview process to get into a program. Oh, no. Their interview process was the most the most rigorous interview process I've ever seen for anybody because they had to talk to every single teacher that they were going to have the following year. And they were in kindergarten. Yep. But they had to go through every teacher and then me. Yep. And I didn't have a, a deciding vote or anything. I just tested them and then gave them the scores. But every every subject tested those kids. Yeah. And that's why you had those are your smartest kids in the world. Those are the smartest kids I've ever had in any school. Yeah. Was those first and second graders. Yeah. They're still the smartest kids I've ever I have ki- I had kids. In that first and second grade class, smarter than some of these sixth graders here. Oh, yeah. My first graders in Thailand were are way smarter. Way smarter. They can't, Listen, <laughs> my first graders in Thailand were probably smarter than your sixth graders are now. They, are, they were yeah, much more capable. Yeah, but I'm not talking about Thai kids. I'm talking my international kids. 
they're probably smarter than maybe some of the middle school kids. Maybe. I'm telling you that there's a there's something to be said for real internationally focused education because you don't have to negate anything. Well, there's also something and, to be or said. Or leave out anything. There's also something to be said for children who are raised abroad as world school children, as TCK children. They have a different... Yeah, but inside of, say, Mexico, I get what you're saying, but inside of Mexico... That's not what Mexican parents are going to be able to do. No, 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 They no, have no. to leave the country to be that. I'm talking about inside of your country. How do you make your educational system better? How do you, how do you take advantage of, of all of these expat teachers out here that understand internationally focused education? Right. And bringing that instead of just trying to import IB. Because right. that's where the problem is. They're trying to import something, but they don't have the teaching staff that really understands right. the focus of that kind of yep. system. Nor are they capable. They're capable. They, they're not unwilling. Okay. They're capable. I think some of them are incapable nah, I don't of think so. changing over. No, I don't think so. I think, I think anybody who wants to keep getting a paycheck is capable. Oh, they're well. capable. They've gone to school. They've gone through some kind of educational training. Right. They're capable. Some of that's them have not been the there for 40 years. Yeah, but that's not the point. If, you know, they, they're capable. It's just, are they willing to, one, try a new thing? Right. But maybe even if they're not willing to try a new thing, there could, there should be some, I would say some, some connection to the past inside of a culture. You still need those teachers. Mm. See, everybody at the school can't be internationally focused when no. the, some of the kids will never be international. Right, they right, need right. to learn the local stuff. So you still need those local style teachers, but the, the education that, like the full education that the student gets should be local, national, right? And then it should also be international. So you can put the both sides together. The internationally focused people should probably be expats. Yeah, yeah. Only because they're the ones that have an international focus. Well, They've seen what more than, say, a local teacher has seen because even if that teacher is 40 years in the game here, my five or 10 years internationally beats them in an internationally yeah. focused school yep. because they don't understand what's going on in China or Thailand or Germany right. or or Venezuela, Fucking, yeah, or whatever. Argentina, they don't. Have, or they have England no concept Spain, outside yeah. of their own, say, language base. Right. They won't know what's going on in those other places, and they may not care. Right. So right. they don't. But maybe they don't need to do that for math. Right. Maybe they don't need to do that for, say, the the local history class yep. or or um, civics style class or those kinds of right. things. They they need those local teachers, they but do, for those international ones, when those kids walk over there, the whole world in the school should change. Yeah. I mean, and, this school has a lot of foreign teachers. But I don't know that they They're not utilizing them as they are, internationally focused no, teachers. Cuz they've got what a guy from Haiti, someone from Cambodia, not Cambodia, Cameroon. They've got someone from Argentina and Venezuela. They've got British. They've got American. I want to say they've got. I don't. I don't know what where the French teacher is from. The one in the in the elementary school. I have school. no idea. I thought but she they, was from here. I think maybe she is, but they have all these international teachers. 
No, they have all these expat teachers. Expat teachers, but they don't. Not the same thing. They don't. They don't. They don't utilize them to the best of their Not ability. Not at all. Because having all of these expat teachers could be a huge selling point for this school. Oh, I'm sure it's being sold. I don't think it is. Oh, I'm sure it's being sold. That's not the problem either. It's not about selling anything. It's about what is happening in the classroom. Yeah. And you know, it's not, when it's I like, walk into the classroom and I, and I do this multiple times in a day, when I walk into the classroom and I stand in a spot and I'm not talking, that means shut the fuck up. Yep, I went through that today. It should, you should not even be talking. You shouldn't even be thinking. But that's an internationally focused teacher. Yeah. Because what we're saying is what we are about to do is important. And you should see it as important. Yep. Important enough to be quiet. Yep. While there was no one there, you talking hurts no one. Right. But the fact that as soon as the teacher walked in, you should have stopped. Sat you should down. have been ready to ex- yep. to receive whatever it is yep. they were about to do. And you don't get up, walk up to them individually and ask, what are we going to do today? I just want to hit them every time. And I, like, I feel bad because there are times when I'm just like, if you don't sit your little motherfucking ass down... I'm like, please sit down and I'll tell everyone at the same time. Exactly. But see, this is internationally but in my focused brain, I'm education. Like, sit your little ass over there and shut the fuck up. Yeah, but that's that's these expectations are not local. These expectations are from somewhere else. And that's the internationally focused yeah. part. They they are not because they don't know that side, like mm-hmm. what other teachers are going to expect when they walk into your classroom. You know, yeah. no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to clap my hands. I'm not going to whistle a song. I'm not going to wave my arms. I'm not going to do I'm any of these damn do things. Black power. I am going to walk <laughs> in and expect that you realize yep. the gravity of the situation you are now in. Shut the teacher has come in. Mouth. It's time to actually be ready now and have whatever materials that you have for this class, they should be on your desk ready to go. Yes. When well, the teacher walks in. But see, that's that's what we think education is. Yeah. I had a child today. I Everyone was talking. They'd just come in from lunch. They were just, you know, finding their seats, whatever. So I stood up at the front of the class, asked them all to get out their things, get ready for their spelling test. These kids didn't move. They're just talking, having a good yeah. old time. So I went over and I turned off the lights because I'm not going to yell. I refuse to yell. And I just kind of stood there, stood in the front of the class. And all the kids got really quiet, but this one child. And she just stood there continuing her conversation with her back to me. And so I went up to her and I said, so what does it mean when I stand in the front of the classroom? What does it mean when I turn off the lights? What does it mean when I close the door? She's like, that I need to be silent and sitting down. I said, so why are you choosing to stand here with your back to me talking? Um, I, uh, uh. I said, sit down and give me your homework notebook. I need to send a note home to your parents. See, I'm, and I'm, I'm getting to the point now where this whole idea of homework notebooks is now getting in the way of education everything. because you have to stop everything to sit down and write some message. Yeah. I've started taking the notebooks and 
taking the notebook, putting it on my desk, and when I set them to a task or or do, you know, maybe it's last few minutes of class, I walk over and I fill out the notebook. Yeah. Because I'm not, why should I stop doing what I'm doing to write in a notebook? What is everybody else doing in the class now? Yeah, like everybody like, else is not doing anything. I don't do it during the class. I do it at the end of the, the day or the end of, yeah, like, but you, bef- I don't have an end of the day. Right, or the end of the class time because... I'm not going to stop in the middle of my lesson because this little fucker won't shut up. I know, but we only have 40, 40 minutes. I know you do. Because it takes them five to 10 minutes to sit down. Oh, yeah. Be quiet. I love this whole thing where we have this program. We go to the library and the kids are supposed to have 30 minutes in here. And they only allot 30 minutes. They want us to teach for 20 minutes, you know, before and or 10 minutes before and 10 minutes after. And I finally looked at the coordinator and said, it takes them 10 minutes to line up. I will tell them, line up to go. We have to go now. Get out of your chair. Get up. Move. It takes them 10 minutes to line up. And it takes them 10 minutes to sit back down when I get back. So that's the 20 minutes you want me to teach them. I'm teaching them to line up when I tell them to and to sit down when I tell them to. But they don't listen. You're the only one with this problem. And my, my Spanish school teacher was like, no, she's not. We all have the same problem. Yeah, she's just the only they, one who admits it. They all, why is it that everywhere we go, everybody wants to blame the expat that has come to their country to teach. They always want to say, oh, you don't understand. You can't do it. You can't do it the way we, it's like, no, I we're don't doing do it, it a different way. Yep. Probably out of choice. We're choosing not to do it your way because maybe we found a better way. Maybe we have a certain level, like we have a certain set of things that we like to do that's different than yours. Or we've done it your way and found out it doesn't work over the long haul. It doesn't work. And it doesn't help. It doesn't help the students. It doesn't help the the school. It doesn't because when you like... And I used to, I used to hate uh, the idea that China used to put into its students of everything they did was to make China better. Yeah, it was a, it was a big deal. We've come to a place where it's totally opposite. Yep, they don't even think about like they don't even think about their own futures. Like, what does it mean to be a certain way? What does that even mean? Next year, the right. year after, the year after, they're not focused on any of these they don't things. Look, they don't look ahead. But like, they're not even looking ahead to the next term. No, and it's next week. Right. Like, when I was told how I was supposed to be projecting these exams, next term we'll, t- we'll do it a different way. We'll, we'll make them do it on their own. And I just looked around and said, why? They're capable of doing it now this way. I took the training wheels off already. My kids are already riding two-wheelers like big kids. They don't need me to read every word to them. No, no, no. We have to. We'll see when your results come back and they're lower. But when they, where do they get the we have to? I don't know. 
That's they one of the things. They coddle these children like they are infants. It, it is sad. Like, I listen. But maybe that's what they've always done. That's their maybe. culture. Because I was listening one morning, the first grade teacher. She's so loud. She is so loud. It sounds like she's in my classroom. But I was listening to how she talked to the kids. And I couldn't believe she was like, Okay, now write a number one and put a dot. Then you put your finger and you write an A. And then you put your finger and you write T. And I was like, why the hell is she doing this? These kids are six years old. They should be able to write a sentence. Um, I have sixth graders that can't write sentences. So no, that what you just said is just not true. My kids can write a sentence. Most of my kids They couldn't when I got them, but they can write one now. Yeah, well, they most of my kids, they have a very hard time writing sentences because uh, on this last, on this spelling test, I, uh, I put five of the questions. Five, six. Maybe six different words. Write a sentence with this word. Oh, no. Most of them didn't even start with a capital letter. Okay? But did not end with a period or question mark or exclamation. I know point. why they can't do that. Well, no, they can do it. The problem is because they're in Spanish, they're doing it. That's the thing. If you told them to write the sentence in Spanish, they put punctuation at the beginning, they start with a capital letter, they write the sentence, and then they end it with punctuation. That is not where the problem is. The problem is they, for some reason, English is different for them, which well, is not. Listen. Because all you do is take the punctuation off the front and you've got an English sentence almost. In the grammar yesterday, they had these sentences and they had to correct them. Put a capital letter if it was necessary, put the punctuation. And uh, I said to them, please remember that in English, we don't do upside down exclamation point or question marks. If you do this, it's wrong. One kid did it on every single one of his sentences. And I just marked every one wrong. Every single one of them. I didn't even correct the rest of it. You did exactly what I told you not to do because if you did, it was wrong. That's only in Spanish. And we have been going over that particular thing for a month. And he still did it. But he's so smart. He's such a leader. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And his parents I kept don't telling get, us how smart he was and what a leader he was. This, he's not. I, I'm. I'm hoping. He's I'm hoping. Listening. I'm hoping. I'm like. I, f- I. feel like I'm. I'm. I'm like the other teachers now. I'm hoping that it's not like this at other schools in in Mexico. In Mexico. I really am, because there's no. Way, there's no way I'm gonna continue to teach in a system like that, where. It's, it's just not, that's just not what education is for me, you know? Right. And they're totally, I wish they were backwards because it'd be easier to turn them around. Yeah. They're not backwards. It's like, they're just not being held accountable. Right. And that's the key. They're not being held accountable. They're not being taught to be self or, you know, be responsible or help. I mean, we're not even getting to self-reliance yet. Or, you know, independent. They aren't taught any of that stuff. And the teachers 
are the ones who feed into that nonsense that they're not capable and so then we have to dumb it down well they're not capable because you haven't given them the capabilities this is on you adult this is not the child yeah i agree keegan um, you have llamas um, on your feet um is your mama a llama um <laughs> do you have a do you have a, a thing today? I don't. I don't have a thing today. What? I don't have one. I don't have a new one. I could plug an old one. Oh. I'm up here looking at pictures. And I'm I'm trying to figure out what what's wrong with the child's lip. And she I've seen that on the Instagrams. And she tells me my lip split. Like, man, you better put on some chapstick. What the hell? <laughs> I have here you some, go. Here's some Carmex right here. I have some here, Chinese Keegan. chapstick that I keep next to the bed because sometimes at night it gets really dry in our you room. Clean fingers. You bet your fingers better be clean now. And so I, on, I keep some. this get chapstick next don't to the get, bed just for nails. emergencies. Mm -hmm. Rub it in, rub it in. The Carmex. The Carmex, man. Carmex is the crack. Carmex How long have you had that tub of Carmex? And look, like, I, I three, barely, barely use the damn years. thing. <laughs> You've had it at least three years, at least. Barely used it because you didn't need it in China, really, unless yeah, you were on not, the airplane not, and or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. Not, not in southern China. Didn't need it at all. Yeah, when you fly. Always have some kind of lip balm. But I carry, I carry the. Well, I was carrying the one. I don't know where. Oh, there it is. I was, I carrying this one. I, I, I have had this. This is the the not the Carmex in the tub, but the Carmex in the little squeezable. Like the thing. Vaseline stuff. Yeah, the Carmex one. The look at it. It don't even say Carmex no more. <laughs> it's just saying. Been to the washer a couple of times. Yeah, it, and it's still got it's still half full. Look, I, and I've had I it for carry three around years, the Burt's bees beeswax. Okay, we don't talk about that stuff. The vitamin that, that, E that's and not, that stuff's not vegan. It's it's we don't good, use though. that. We don't use that. We don't I use, use that. it. No. I don't use it. If I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start using agave and just smear that across my lips every day. And then wake up with ants all over your face. <laughs> 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 that would be awful. Uh, that'd be great. These ants are crazy. Like they just These ants are not crazy. These ants the are way. ants. They're not they're nothing they're just, special. It's just weird, like we'll go days with no ants and then you move something and Did bam. You say like, no ants, because that's so not true. Uh, we had like three days this week with no ants and then all of a sudden there were like a yeah. thousand. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's not true. I didn't see any ants. Exactly. You didn't see them. But they were there. Why are there so many ants and it's so cold outside? That's why there's so many ants. What? They're coming inside. I I don't understand. You don't understand ants coming inside? Because no. it's cold outside? No, because they're supposed to be hibernating now. Hibernating? Why hibernate when you can go inside and get food? Get your eat on. Mm. You'd do the same thing if you was outside. Look. I felt like I was outside all day. Every time that door opened in my classroom, I just wanted to well, cry. Well, essentially you are. It's so cold. It is not so cold. Erin, it was 40 degrees this morning. It was because I didn't feel that. It was 40 degrees because I it's woke so up and my my phone was like, it's 40 degrees. And the high is going to be 60, 63. 
That's 63 right now. It says unhealthy air quality. That's the first time I've seen that in Mexico. Probably because ain't nothing moving. Like there's no wind. Hmm. So every all of our uh, that was the, one of the things that I saw about the city uh-huh. was that the pollution goes up because there's no wind coming in and blowing anything away. So it's just kind of sitting over the city being collected well, over time. It's I saw that be before in we the left. Seventies this week, and I can't even wait. But it's still gonna be in the forties and night. At, at night, yeah. Oh, one of the the kids were like, Mrs. Fire, what's the temperature today? And t- I opened my app, and it was on Shanghai. She's, uh, she's <laughs> like, no, it's it's not, you know, it's not this. And I said, no, honey, that's Shanghai. And she's like, but I need, and I said, that's China, love. She didn't understand that it was China. She thought it was, like, different part of Mexico. It's uh, 81 in Phuket. 73 in Hong Kong. <laughs> 36 in Beijing. Fuck Beijing. And thir- oh, it's snowing in Grand Rapids. <laughs> it's 32 and snowing. 34 in Detroit. Ooh, Miami, 76. I don't miss any of that. I don't have it. I have a lot of China still on my thing. Foshan, it says it's 74. Yeah, the, the, whole, the whole weather thing is hilarious. Right. People- People not realizing it's like, yeah, it's, it's, this ain't cold people. I, I, cause you know, like this morning I wore, I wore my coat, um, because I wanted to wear something that I could break in half. Yeah. That's the only reason why I like that coat. The next coat I buy will be one just like it because I can unzip the inside, but I can wear that inside Yep. and it's not in the way like a coat would be in the way. And so I wore it this morning, but when we left, it was far chillier. Felt Ooh, it felt yeah. chillier outside than it did this morning when yeah. we went out there. The kids were like, "Mrs. Far, it's supposed to rain today," and I was like, "Okay, does that mean we have to stand for recess?" And I said, "Are you going to play outside in the cold rain?" No. And then they asked if they could go to the bathroom. <laughs> These little. People were putting on their parkas and their hats and their gloves to go to the bathroom. Well, I said it yesterday to myself. I got to carry my umbrella to go to the bathroom. Yeah, they were doing that yesterday, too. Every time somebody had to go to the bathroom, they were borrowing this one girl's umbrella who sits by the door. Yeah, but you gotta, you've got some... When you walk from my room to the teacher bathroom, yeah, you're, you're outside. Yep, you're completely I mean, it's open, yeah. open. You're completely and it's just exposed. like, why, why would they make us go? To, I, I, as I was walking, I was like, is there another way to go? No, there to is go not. To, there is. Well, you can walk the back way down around the, like canyon. over to the cafeteria and walk all the way around and come back out, come up the other side, walk up four flights of stairs. No, no, no. Up you and just down, walk all the way around and then you can go to the bathroom. But it's like. Why would anybody do that? Why would they make a rule that we had to use a bathroom where we had to walk outside in the rain, in the elements just to get to the bathroom? And some people are coming from one and two floors up. Yeah. And have to come all the way downstairs to walk in the rain again. I know. Are you correct? What? Like my. Who makes a rule like that? My Spanish co-teacher has to do that. She's one of those 
teachers on the second floor that has to go down to the first floor because we're not supposed to use the bathroom on our floor. I'm sorry. But and I told them they kissed my ass because I'm not walking up and down those yeah, stairs. Yeah, I know, but they shouldn't, they shouldn't have a rule that says we're going to put our teachers in the rain to go to the bathroom. We're going to not have railings for our teachers to come from that rain and have to walk up wet, with slippery wet shoes, steps. Yep. With no railings, why would you ever, why would any, not educational, but just any business open it itself up to that kind of liability? You'd be your ass with the wrong person because I told them point blank, don't think I'm going to go down there because I'm not. I know, but that's not the point. The point is not defiance. The point is you don't make rules like that. I don't understand the rule anyway. I don't understand why they have... Because apparently they thought they they had, at some point, uh, something happened between some teacher and some student in the bathroom. What? That, it, that, what else? What other reason why you, don't, why you would never want boy, boys and men to be in the same bathroom together and girls and women to be in the same bathroom together when in every public place they go to, they're going to be in the same bathroom together? Yeah. So, why wouldn't they want it here? Because something happened or somebody was accused. Something happened in the past that said, now we have to separate the adults from the children. Even though they're already separated by sex. I went to the bathroom this this afternoon after school. Or no, after I took the kids to French. And I went in the stall and there was no paper. There were two girls out, two older girls out in the thing. I was like, ladies, could one of you hand me some paper, please? Sure, Mrs. Farr. And they handed me some paper. And I'm thinking, what would I do in a situation downstairs in the you'd teacher's bathroom? You'd be there bathroom? by yourself. I would be stuck in the bathroom. Be there by yourself or you'd be shitty ass walking back upstairs. Ew, Scratching gross. and stuff. <laughs> Now, I would say say that if I had to go to the bathroom downstairs like that, that I would be Chinese style and always make sure I had tissues and wipes or whatever with me because you can't you can't run that risk. Well, of course. But But, yeah, I, I, I get that. See, this is where the whole intentional thing comes in. Yep. You there may have been a reason. But most likely the reason is gone now. Hopefully, yeah. if the reason is gone now, you don't keep a rule like that. No. Plus, every floor should have teacher ba- teacher facilities as well as student facilities. Yep. And if you can't make that happen, then you need to do you need to make different decisions. Yep. Because either one end or the other end of the floor, you put in a bathroom or you designate in a space. For the teachers. Yep. You know, we used to have, I remember with the one school I worked in and the teacher, only the teachers had the key to the one bathroom. Yeah. Became weirdly awkward because it was unisex. Oops. So if somebody didn't feel like knocking, oh, but no. they had a key in their hand <laughs> and the door was always locked. So yeah. it didn't, it wasn't yeah. like you could, I, I think you could actually engage the another lock yeah. so that the key didn't open it but sometimes you know maybe you get in you might be in a rush you ran in you didn't lock that other lock 
somebody goes and opens it and now you're just in a room small room it's just you because it's just it was just a i think it was just a like a toilet a sink and maybe a urinal that's it that's all that was in the room so and it was small it was very small so i mean basically somebody opens that door they're in the room (laughs) essentially you know (laughs) but but here's the thing that room was literally next not next to but it was you in order for a teacher to use that room they had to walk by the girls or the boys bathroom in order to get to that room Mm -hmm. which means you had people being able to monitor what was going on in the bathrooms right because in the middle school and high school, kids do all kinds of funky shit in bathrooms. Yeah, they do. Stand around, talking to each other, doing do things they're not up. supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it's like, if you walked by and they were standing there, get your ass to class. <laughs> yeah. You know, go. You shouldn't be here. And it was like, it became a thing where you could monitor it just by just by needing to go to the bathroom. You were like a bathroom monitor for those right. few minutes. And teachers were always in and out. So then you're always sort of monitoring the bathroom. Yeah. Well, who monitors these? No, we had a kid put a whole roll of toilet paper in a toilet this week. They lost their toilet. Priv- they can't use it now. They can't use the whole bathroom because it was one toilet and one sink. And it was right next to our classrooms. Now they got to go use the first grade bathroom, Ooh, which and is, ones are tiny. and I'm sure there's going to be problems at some point because Sixth graders. You got sixth graders graders over there with first graders. It's not about them being with first graders. That's the problem that they're trying to solve. That's not the problem. The problem is sixth graders being sixth graders. Yeah. If they're going to put a whole roll of toilet paper in this toilet, what do you think they're going to do when they have lots of rolls of toilet paper and lots of toilets? Yep. You know, they, 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 they didn't teach them responsibility and self control. Nope. So, when they feel like throwing lots of paper in the toilet and flushing it and letting the water flow over and laughing about it. Cause one day the toilet was overflowing and it came, it was falling outside of our classroom. Oh my. Oh yeah. What the hell? You know, so, okay, whatever. Guess that's what that drain is for down there. Just let the toilet water just flow to the drain. <laughs> I'm gonna put a little a little rubber Nemo on that motherfucker. <laughs> That's but gross. I'm telling you. That's gross. That that these are, I I think, in a lot of ways, students are being failed by their teachers all over the world. Yeah. Because the school's focus is different than the needs of actual people in the world and only the upper like the cream of the crops Mm -hmm. of all these students are getting good educations and everybody else is basically being babysat yep and then they become the the workforce the the other the other part of the workforce and and i think a lot of countries are just keeping that as a model. Like, yeah, yeah we recognize that, you know, because, you know, even George Bush came out with this ridiculous no child left behind thing. But never knowing for it. knowing 100%, you're going to leave a lot of children behind yeah. 
There's no way to keep them all. Because if you did, they're all going to need jobs. And once they all need jobs and there's no jobs for all of them, they're still going to be back working at McDonald's. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. I you had these overqual master's degree people with fucking jobs at Starbucks, at Starbucks or at McDonald's or, or and not management. Right. Yep. I'm mean, well, look at look at Marlene's husband. He had his master's degree working on his PhD was downsized from a job he'd been at for over 20 years and could not get another job because he was too educated, too overqualified. Yeah, that's that's a stupid stupid thing. There is no And because of his age. Yeah, well, that's age discrimination then. Yeah, but well. there's no such thing as being overqualified. You're either qualified or you're not. If you're qualified to do the job, do the job. Why why would you why would you say why would you try to stop someone if that person is willing to take say uh, $15 an hour to do your $15 an hour job. Why are you telling them they're overqualified? You're I just, you're telling them you, what you're saying is you should be making more money. So you can't be here. Yep. It's like, but I'm not asking for more money. I'm asking for the $15 an hour. Yep. So I need the $15 an hour right now. I'll take that. Yeah. No, no, no. You can't be here. You're, you're overqualified. It's like, what, what does it yep. matter if I'm flipping burgers and I can spout Shakespeare what does it matter? <laughs> no kidding. You know? <laughs> yep. Who cares? I but, agree. But I think I think then management becomes threatened by those very people because they know they're now managing people that should be managing them. Yeah, that's really the problem. Like, I didn't get a position here that I really wanted because the director was intimidated with the fact that I have early childhood education experience and I've been teaching early childhood for, what, 16 years? 100. And, and she 1600. doesn't have any educational background. She's got a PR background. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that either, is the uh, uh, people that are management in schools but have no educational background. Um, whatever happened to the idea of of promoting from within? That because I don't understand. Either. I always thought I was I always thought, and I'd seen it happen. But I always thought you were a teacher for a time, and then you made a choice: Do I want to go into administration or do I want to just keep teaching? And at some point, teachers make made a choice like, okay. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to get this extra classes for, you know, like administration. Yeah. Administration. And then I'm going to be slowly moved. Like I'm going to become like almost in a, almost like an apprentice at my school. I am going to still be teaching, but I'm going to be taking on responsibilities of the vice principal yep. over time. And when the vice principal either gets elevated, moves out or whatever, then the school now has someone who now knows how to do yeah. that job. And then I stop teaching and we get another teacher and then the cycle continues. Yep. That's what I always thought. Me I too, always because that's thought. what I've experienced my and then whole the, life. Of then. course, vice president goes to principal or whatever. Right, and right, principal right. Goes to whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it was like the, the kind of like the natural movement 
if a teacher wanted to go into admin because yep. you couldn't really go to school and come into admin yep. because you don't really know. You don't understand teachers. You don't understand anything right. about what you might understand business, but then that leaves you not equipped to deal with right. teachers. You might be a good manager of people, but then you're not really understanding, say, parents and students yep. and all the other bullshit and you're about to deal right, with. And the dynamic of yeah. the teachers within their their teaching teams. And, yeah, and disciplines and all of yep. that stuff. Yeah, see, all of those things, that's what you get by being a teacher. And then when you move out of that, you can now be way more effective as this. Like, like I said, this is all like inside of America. But the... Things that I've seen outside of America, none of that's happening. No. It's people just being thrown into positions that they're not ready for. They well, do not understand. Especially in China. I, and everywhere. They're all, that's what they're doing in yeah. all of these places. They're just throwing people into these positions that really, like you have people that are backpackers that are heads of, of people that don't have degrees that are doing, making more money than we do and doing uh, jobs that... They aren't qualified. How could they do... ever be qualified for? Right. They've never you know? taken it. They've never taken one class outside of high school. How are they qualified to be the director of education or the director of English at a school when this motherfucker doesn't know the difference between there, there, and there? But see, that's where I'm saying that they're. I don't think. I think that's where education has gone, where they're not. <clears throat> This is not Im important anymore. Right. And it should be. <coughs> but it's not. It's not. They're just not focused on this. And for a while in the States, it was always or not always, but it was for a while in the 2000s. It was let's make schools more like businesses. And they they tried to turn all of these um, principles into business people that were going to look at bottom lines only and that's how they yeah. were going to deal with their yep. schools. And that was a problem then. Yeah. Because you had these tone-deaf people yep. that were coming in making decisions and was like, well, wait, why what? are you doing this? Why are you saying I can only make, you know, like have five pieces of paper a term? It's like, well, what world did you come from? You yeah. might be trying to cut costs. This is not where you do it. Right. Because well, this is how we teach, or this is what we You're lucky that you have <clears throat> a coordinator who has been teaching in this same environment for as long as she has because she knows the ins and outs. She knows the pitfalls. She knows what it's like to be in the classroom. She knows the amount of work that you're expected to do and how you just simply and cannot do it. And that we don't have it. time to do it. However, mine doesn't have that. She was only here for two years before they put her in that position, and she doesn't have any idea of the ins and outs of the classroom, but yet they keep piling. I thought piling. she was a teacher. She was a teacher in this school for two years, and then they moved her into the coordinator role. I know, role. but what but about she before? She was a Spanish teacher. I don't know what she did before. She taught here for two years, and then they moved her into a coordinator position, and she didn't know all of the things that she was supposed to know before they moved her into that position. And but, so she makes all these demands of yeah, the teachers. I, I, I love the demand thing. 
like this week I was supposed to create a schedule for the parent meetings for the end of the month and I was supposed to do it all on my own and my co-teacher said but she's giving exams this week and she said so what she has to do it everybody has to do their own so my co-teacher was like okay so this is what I'm doing this is what I'm gonna do and this is what you need to do once I finished it and I'm like okay and apparently I'm not the only one she did that to she made all four of the new teachers make these schedules, but never told any of us how we we're supposed to do it. I don't. What I don't understand is if you're going to coordinate her, why don't you coordinate? That would be work. Because that, no, no, be no. because if you're going to call yourself a coordinator, coordinate. Yeah. Because honestly, none of what happened during that particular meeting should have ever happened. No, it they, should have they, already been done now, before we now, even Now, I could see, because what they did is they came in with a certain set of information. This parent wants to meet at this time. This parent wants to meet at that time. So they had some of that information. Right. Then they had these children, our brother and sister, so we want to put their things you know, next to each other for the parents' sake because we don't want to put them on different days and all that kind of stuff. Makes perfect sense. Totally down with that. Put them at the same time or, you know, give them the time to go from one to the next. Okay, cool. Once you did that, then apparently they were just filling in the names, right? Yep. Why couldn't that have all been done? We should have been just given lists. Yep. Because once you figured out this child must go at this time so the parents can go to the next one at that time. And you just laid it out together. Three coordinators should have been able to sit back and go, okay, we got this child and that child and that child. And that. You don't go and have every teacher sitting there having a conversation in one room trying to figure out, I've got a kid in 4A and you've got a kid in 6C and they blah, blah, blah. And what time? And having the, all this freaking chaos yep just to do and having all three of them standing still doing nothing yep. when they could have sat there and had it all done and said okay here's your schedule well and because then, that's what i would do as a quote unquote coordinator that's what i would do as a right. manager i would right. have already had it done my because i why would i waste my teacher's time doing a job that i can do they, are, they need to do a job. Yep. Their job is to teach. Yep. So I don't, I'm going to take away all of that other BS from them because that's not necessary. That's not part of what they should be focused on. Do you have to write these handwritten notes for every student? Yes. Everybody does. Why can't we type it? I don't know. Because that would be, I'd be done. I could, it could be so much easier. Well, I'm sure I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I. I don't know. I don't understand why it needs to be handwritten because if they have to, if somebody has to be, uh, if their life depends on reading my handwriting, they're going to die <laughs> yeah. flat out. I, I, I don't, I don't write anything. I like, I keep telling people I haven't, I haven't turned in any written homework or any work since high school, yes, since nineties. Like I'm sorry. Well, since the eighties. Yes. Okay, I have not turned in any, I have not been allowed to turn in anything that wasn't typed. So why would I want to handwrite something for parents and their child and comments? It's like the dumbest thing, but 
They think it's smart. It's like, no, it's not. It's going to lead to miscommunication, misunderstandings. What does that say? Yep. Well, and then you've got to like... And don't tell me to write it in cursive because nobody will ever read it again. (laughs) It's true. Because my cursive is... Oh, God. (laughs) I stopped writing in cursive. Oh, Look, I have to get a new pen before I do this because all of my pens, I've used them so much, they're all dying. I cannot even use the same pen to write an entire note. That's the other thing. They want to use old school fucking 1970s Bic pens that that fucking (laughs) you write... You write one page and your whole hand seizes up. Listen, when we go to the Forget mall Forget the tomorrow, gel and the glide and all that shit. When we go to the mall tomorrow, we have to get pens. <coughs> and we're I've going never, because tomorrow's never, Fantastic Beasts. I've never seen them here. They have them in Chirawi. Then why didn't you get some? I remember when I was like in the, the a aisle. Member, a member? Remember a when member? I said? Mm-hmm. I know I need to get something, but I can't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. I'm telling you that there, I, I, I just hope that this is not, this is not Mexico. We were in China. We had a term. This is China. When we were in Phuket, they would say, they would say, this is Phuket. They would also say, T-I-T. Right. This, this is, is Thailand. Thailand. This is how, this is how it is. This is the bullshit There's you're going to no, deal with. You're, you're, this just normal. I hope this is not Mexico. Because if this is Mexico, I don't, I, I, I don't have the. We're gonna uh, start walking around talking about Tim. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have the will to do this again in another country. It'll be the essentially Fourth. the third time we've had to deal with this. Yep. Mediocrity. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not inability. No. It's just a choice to not be able. It's a choice to not do things well. I think you should either look at trying to become a director, which means if we're going to stay in Spanish-speaking countries, you have to be able to speak Spanish. means you have to get out of your head and let it come out of your mouth. Well, I do sometimes, but I I don't have a lot of the words. I I literally don't have the words. I know. Because I've never had to learn them. Like, how to... How to talk about certain things like in education. I never had to learn in Spanish. Right. So I don't have the vocabulary for a lot of that stuff. So maybe we take a class. Oh, God. You can do it online. Damn, I don't want to take a damn class. Mango languages, man. Mango languages. But that, like I said, I need specific. I, I, I honestly, it's not that. What I've noticed listening to people is it's not that it's not the words it's the not being direct. And I'm very direct. Yeah. And they, this culture does not want direct. They do not want problem solving. They don't want uh, to fix yeah. things. And I am, that's who I am. I will come into your place. I will learn your business. And I will find all of the ways to fix it and make it better. And I will do it so fast that you'll be like, this guy's full of shit. There's no way he could understand it this quickly. And then uh, two years later, you're going, wow, we should have done what that guy right. had said. Because, yeah, he was right. This is where we are now because yep. we didn't do X, Y, Z. That's the position I've always been put in. 
And I, I, everywhere I go, that's what I do. I've been doing that since high school, where I could walk in, yep. just see it, understand. Once I ask my questions and I understand it, okay, what if you try this? What if you do that? And I was doing things like helping people with helping other people with things that they were experts in. Yeah. And most people get turned off by that or they get really scared because they think they're going to lose their job and they want to fire me because that's, you know, they feel threatened. Yeah. But, you know, I don't, if I, I, I don't, I need to find a situation where people really want someone to come in and help them find strategies that work for their organization that are that they're going to, you know, be receptive to. Right. Because that's where it comes down to. Most of the times what we see what I've seen is they are not receptive to the newness, whatever that new thing mm-hmm. is. You know, and it's like they want to shoot it down before it gets gets going. It's like, no, let's let's talk about it. Let's let's hash it out. Let's figure out how to make this work. Right. And they're not really trying to do that here. No, but at any level, they're not trying to do that. They're not doing that work. They think a person is supposed to come in and fix it (laughs) instead of you are part of the solution. Yep. We, you can fix it on your own. You don't like your classroom the way it is. Tell those other students to shut up. Yep. Don't let them run over your class. Yep. You don't let a couple people destroy your class. And that's yep. why I always tell them. Somebody, these kids, they, they always want to walk in and tiptoe in and teacher, the teacher, te- may I pass? One, first, let's start with the pass thing. No, you're not passing anything. Second, it's your classroom. Come in. Yep. You don't have to tiptoe in. It's your it's your room. Yep. I'm standing here. Come in. I'm the only thing in here. Come I, I in. I love when they come to my classroom at 6.45 in the morning. Mrs. Farm, may I come in? No. You have to stand in the hallway all day. And then they, and they come in. And I'm like, quit asking me this. We've gone through this enough. This is, here's Just the other thing. This is classroom. where you're supposed to be. Right. Why are you asking me to come in when you know you have to be in here? Right. You're not allowed to be out there. So. Bring your happy ass in here. Come on. Let's go. Get to it. Sit down. And then they walk into the classroom. They put their things down. And they are in there 30 seconds. Mrs. Farr, can I go to the bathroom? It is 645 a.m. I don't give a shit what you do. Go ahead. Yeah, I said that. Have fun. Because she, she, it was, it was around the same time, uh, a little bit less or a little bit later, and um, she asked the same thing. Can I go to the toilet? I was like, um, what time is it? And she looked and she was like, oh, I was like, yeah, you don't have to ask. You don't, you're not even supposed to be here yet. Right? I'm like, I'm not working till seven thirty. Feel free. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't. I, and, and, and they don't honestly, have to pee. They just want to go see if any of their friends are there yet. Yeah, but here's the other side of that. When do you tell children they can't go to the bathroom? I never tell them they can't well, That's go. what I'm saying. So I, why waste the time 
in asking. My just favorite is that now we're not teach allowed them how to, to go. have more than one girl out at a time or more than one boy out at a time. So what do I do if I've got girls who are like, Mrs. Far, I have to go now. You send them to the damn bathroom. Can I just go upstairs or can I go downstairs if somebody's in this bathroom? I'm like, just go to the bathroom. But then you can't let the kids out. So I'm going to let them piss their pants exactly. on the floor? I don't exactly. think so. And then you have a whole nother kind of problem because when parents hear my child couldn't go to the bathroom yep. because you have this dumb ass rule yep. that they can't go to the bathroom two at a time or three at a time. It's like, guys, if you're going to do that, park somebody in the damn bathroom. Yep. Let them be the bathroom police. Well, and I have a child in my one class that she has kidney issues like she takes medication every day for her kidneys because she was born with small kidneys. And I'm going to tell her no. I know the feeling. I was, I'm was. i going to tell her she can't go to the bathroom whenever. I don't think I have small kidneys. I think I have small bladder. You have a small bladder. But, no, you don't tell nobody. you got to let kids go to the bathroom because usually by the time they ask, it's a, they, they are they've got to go. Yeah, they're dancing. There, there, is no, there is no asking and, oh, I can wait three hours. Right. I can wait ten minutes till that person is done doing what they're doing. Playing in the bathroom. Honestly, the whole bathroom thing, why would you want to control that? Like, what do you think you're going to get out of that? You're just going to, you're going to get kids that now have to bring more stuff in their bag because they're going to have to bring an overnight bag with them. They're going to have to bring clothes because you're going to force them to pee on themselves. Yep. Why would you do that? Like, why would you ever want to create a, a school that going to the bathroom is a problem. What yeah. you should do is you should have people, like I said, that are hall monitors, even though there are no hallways, they need, they, but they need have p- eyes and ears. Well, that's to what the, know that the nanny is supposed to be for. What, that's her. Where, but aren't they running around doing other stuff? Like they're not doing, they're not. Look, she uh, we've got we had kids that were lying about going to see the music teacher or going to see the the speech teacher. Uh-huh. They were lying about going to see her, but they were walking around the, the the building. Nobody ever sent them back. Nobody ever said that they were out there just walking around. Nobody ever said anything. We had to find out that these students weren't actually going to see anyone when that teacher found out that that's what they were being said about, what was being said about them. And that teacher was like, no, they never came to see me. It's like, wait a minute, so then where were they? What were they doing? Nobody knows. You see, but that means the school is not like a school. No. We get the email from the the weekly 30-minute thing. And 30 minute minute, the 30 minute minute. And in it, it says that the kids are running through the hallway and we need to make them stop. And the Aaron, I watched some big ass fucking middle school kids. I mean, they look like high school kids. These kids are so big. They were running through our hallways, okay, we don't running, hallways. Up the, running through past where the uh, music in the Chinese classroom are to go then up the stairway to the third floor. And so in they, other words, they ran by the the office of the head of the elementary school. Yeah. Okay, keep going. But they're running up the stairs and I'm thinking, 
what the fuck are these kids doing? One, in the elementary school like this. But two, why are they running? And three, why is nobody saying anything to them? Well, they're not in the elementary school, though. What? The side that the music teacher's on the, is middle school. The, the fourth grade side? That's fourth grade across the hall from the music teacher. Not across the hall. Yes, it is. Not too. across the hall. On the same side, down the hall, that's okay. middle school. I understand. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're running through middle school then, right? No, they're running through the elementary no, school. No, I'm saying they're running through middle school to get to the stairs. The stairs that, that run down the central middle of the school. Aaron, that's the elementary. No, what I'm saying, the, the elementary doesn't own the stairs. No. Everybody uses the that's stairs. That's the elementary hallway. If the fourth grade is in that hallway. The fourth grade's on the other side. Yeah. Middle school's on the other side. There's two sides, right? You're saying they ran by the music side. Yeah. On, on the other side of the music teacher and the, the so-called Chinese class, isn't that middle school? Not, in, not inside of the other building. They ran from the middle school about... through the elementary yeah. up the third floor. Huh? So? Hey, if they ran by the, coordinate, the, the main right, person's the office, then um, apparently it doesn't today. matter. No one was in there today. Doesn't matter. It still doesn't. Must not matter. Okay, if kids think that they can run by there, that means it doesn't matter. True. 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 Absolutely true. I don't. I. Ow. I. My thing is having consistency in everything that's being done has not been done yet. Yeah. And they're just not. Not ready for prime time. Can I say that again? I said it about the last school. They're just not. They're, it's just not. <laughs> yeah, you you know, and it. and it's going to be years before this school is is actually you know yeah doing what has bec- what what were norms twenty years ago. This school has not begun that process yet. You know, so educationally. Uh, teacher management wise, they're still teaching. They're still trying to teach. They're still trying to make teachers be like dock workers. Yeah. You know, sign in here. So I've never signed in in an educational institution. Never. Why would I sign in? I'm supposed to be there at such and such time. I'm supposed to be leave at such and such time. Okay. But they make it like a factory job. I've never I'm done this to before. I've never done that anywhere either. Never. Because why would you? Most teachers are salaried. I think I did. So it, it doesn't the, matter. You're not an hourly employee anyway. You can throw it. I think I did in the preschool, but that was only because initially I started out as a student teacher and I had to have my hours documented for school. Yeah, but not as a professional. No, no, no. I've never done it. I mean, it's like not a thing that you do. At you, the end of that semester, a, I never did it again. You have a contract. Your con- well, well, you're, you're supposed, supposed to, to have, have a contract. contract. <laughs> you have a contract. Your contract is there for a certain amount of hours per week. Usually as a teacher, you're working way more than that. Yeah. On a daily basis. Yeah. So nobody says anything because they rather those teachers keep working. Yeah. 
you know, so everybody just kind of just lets the teachers leave them alone because they're already going to work more in their classroom. They're going to get there early. They're going to leave late and then they're going to take work home. Yep. Why would you make them clock in twice? That's a factory worker. That's a blue collar job. That is, I mean, that's an hourly employee type right. thing. Like, that's what I did at McDonald's. Yep. Well, and I. Burger King. I've never worked in a situation where I didn't get a lunch. Well. Like a designated time where I can go and eat uninterrupted without the. Like I said, where are their work. labor laws? I don't know. Because they have them. I'm sure. I've read do. them. They have them. But does it doesn't it seem like it? it doesn't seem like it matters here. No. But I'm wondering, see, this is a whole nother Mexico question. I'm wondering if any of that stuff has any bearing in any business. Hmm, that's a good question. Maybe we should ask the lawyer tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Which... Do the labor laws matter at this school? You're the lawyer. Which apparently, for, according to the lawyer, my, my visa issue has to do with Tijuana. Great. That's what John said. That's what I was told. The problem is because of the Tijuana double stamp issue. They are trying to recover a paper from Tijuana, and this slowed the process. The lawyer is going to come and speak with you directly tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And the school will help you solve this problem. That's what he said in the end. I'm telling you, it's, it's just... I've never had issues with visas before. I... I don't... I don't... I don't... Deep breaths. I'm, I'm getting way past tired now. I, oh, did, wanna... I didn't tell you about calling the U.S. Embassy today. They literally laughed in my face. Like, I had I had them on speakerphone, and and I was like, okay, so I was told I need to contact you about getting my Mexican visa renewed. And the lady's like, well, when was the last time you were in the States? And I said, seven years ago. And she's like, well, I'm sorry, but you can't get a visa to go back to the States. And I said, or no, she said, you're no longer um, a citizen. And I said, excuse me? And she said, well, you're no longer a citizen of the United States if you haven't been there for that long. And I said, but I'm an American. I hold an American passport. I was born there. She's like, oh, why are you calling us? And I said, because my Mexican visa is about to expire my temporary residency and I need to have it renewed. And my HR person told me I needed to contact you to get it renewed. And she just busted out laughing. And she was like, ma'am. We are the U.S. Embassy. I mm-hmm. said, uh-huh. And she said, we don't have any jurisdiction over visas in Mexico. Uh-huh. I said, I figured as much, but I'm following up what I was told to do. I said, who should I contact? And she said, I'm going to transfer you to this department, and they can tell you where to, to go. Just don't mention that you your visa is about to expire because they're going to send you back here. I said, okay. So... She sent me over to the other department, and I said, can you tell me what I need to do to get a temporary re- visa for Mexico renewed? And he said, well, first of all, you can't do it here. 
but you have to go to this particular department in Mexico City. And I said, okay. I can just Google that? And he said, yep, just Google it, and you'll get their website. So I did, and I found the stuff on the website that said you have to have 30 days prior to your visa expiring in order to renew it inside of the country. Otherwise, you have to leave the country and do the whole entire process outside of the country to come back in, which takes anywhere from five to ten business days to get it finished. I was like, okay, thanks so much. Let me. Create. A lot of this has to do with really piss poor communication and HR not being really human resources because it's not a resource. No, um, because when I initially said, hey, my visa is about to expire, it was literally on the 30-day mark. That yeah, but, was my 30 days. Yeah, but that's, that's irrelevant. We've been here since July. June 29. Okay. They knew about this problem in July. Yep. The lawyers have known about this problem since July. Yep. My visa's done. Yep. Okay. So where's the problem? Really? <sighs> Sorry, but these are these are country issues, just like our kids. Our kids should not have to leave the country. They shouldn't have to. I'm I'm legal. You're about to be illegal. They should be able to just be put on my thing as a dependent. Yep. It shouldn't be that hard to come into the country. They had to be, it had to be known that they were our children. Yep. When I said that to my boss, she was like, yeah, to come in, they had to be your children. So why is it such a hard thing? Why do I need to prove that they're my children? When they had to be my children from the fucking beginning. Right. We have their birth certificates. We have their passports. It doesn't make any sense. It's like what you're looking for a stamp on something that Americans don't just don't have. Right. Because we don't follow that French thing. Yep. And to get that particular stamp, it takes like eight weeks and four hundred dollars. Yeah. And then the you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, and the stamp is I'm only getting, good I'm for I'm getting one about country. Mexico the way I got about um, Freddy's movie. Okay? Oh, my. The more I talk about it, the more I don't want to be here. Okay, take a deep breath. Because ain't no taco worth all this bullshit. <laughs> Not when I can make them at home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not when I do make them at home. That's what I'm saying. It's not It's not worth it. It's not. It's just not worth it. It's, not, it. it's like, why? Why put yourself through all of this? And I'm sure that's what everybody probably thinks. Why yep. put yourself through yep. all of this for what? Yep. Like, what? where's the benefit? Yeah. I don't yep. know. You need to either become a professor... A consultant or a director. Nah, man, I'm doing YouTube. Fuck that. You're going to YouTube? I'm a YouTubes. I'm a YouTube and Instagram my way to fame and glory. I'm going to YouTubes. I'm going to YouTubes. I'm already YouTubing. My first little vlog is on there. I just got to do more. And I got to find, I got to find something interesting to talk about. You could have some durian fruit. Oh, God, no. That's not a thing that I'm going to do. You might like it. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't like anything that smells like ass. I don't even like ass that smells like ass. It tastes like overripe, no. 
That's not that's not good. That's not good. See? That's not good. None of Yeah. I'm sorry. If you're if it if it smells really bad, I have no reason to eat it. It's like who came up with that? Who was like, here, let's do this thing and then put it in our face? Yeah. Cut it open. It smells like death inside, so let's eat it. <laughs> yep. That's, that's, a good, <clears throat> that's what people have done. All right. You got anything else? No. Good. We're at we're at the almost two two hour mark. Wow. Uh-huh. This is what happens when you don't podcast every day. You take a day off. Take a day off. You come back and you do double. All right. All right. So, if you... Want to find us on the YouTube, which if you're listening to this, you've already found us on the YouTube. Facebook, Pinterest, iTunes, or the Spotify, you can find us at The Traveling Fars. If you like the Twitter and the Instagram, you can find us at Traveling Fars. If you like that email thing, which we still need more people to tell us about businesses that they want shouted out, we will uh, shout them out as soon as you tell us about them. Hit us up at travelingfars at gmail.com. And the blog space is the travelingfars.blueberry.net. No ease in the blueberry. And we will be back maybe tomorrow, but maybe not because we're going to go see a movie. Yeah, we're going to go see Fantastic Beasts. You know what? I'm really not excited about that now. What? I am so tired. I'm so tired too. And I have a parent meeting tomorrow. Oh, hell no. We ain't going. Nope, nope. Ain't going to happen. Nope, nope, mm mm. Friday, Friday. No, we need to go on Saturday. Okay. (laughs) No, no, no. But I wanted to go. Uh uh. Mm 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 mm. No. Sad bunny. As soon as Friday hits the time to go, I am gone. I'm a sad And you going you going schedule meetings on a Friday you Listen, are it's out not my of fault. your mind. It's not my fault. No way. Mm-mm. Time to go. Time for more modelo. Cuervo. If it ends in O. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see it on Friday cuz usually on Friday I'm like falling asleep at 5 o'clock. Yeah. Because, you know, tired. That's what I'm saying. No, and you're going to make me. Yes. Yeah. We did it when we went to see that terrible Freddie Mercury movie. Oh, stop it. So we can go on Saturday. That bullshit. At 1250. That's my my sub subtitle. Bohemian Rhapsody. The Freddie Mercury story. That bullshit. <laughs> that's 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 that that's it oh, right it's there. Friday. Yeah, I think you need to pick a Saturday. Pick Saturday, and we can go to the mall. We can go go to the place, and maybe you know hit up maybe a, a lunch or dinner or not a dinner. Don't I don't like going. No, late, but like a a food thing after or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They've got one like at eleven thirty. Uh, I ain't going. No. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. Okay, we can go at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Okay. I get up at 5. I get up at 6.30. (laughs) Keegan's the only one we got to wrangle. Huh? Keegan's the only one we got to wrangle. You ain't got to wrangle. You just roll her down the hill. It's on and popping. Let's go. (laughs) She can sleep. 
We so, just roll it on now. Saturday morning, 11 a.m. All we're right, gonna so we're going we're gonna to do another movie, and we're going to have another review for you. Oh, man, that gives me time. Maybe maybe tomorrow we, I can watch the first one again. Oh, we should all do that. Because there's a lot about that I don't remember. Well, remember anything that I was playing on my hard drive, it cut the last 20 minutes off, so. You got a weird thing going on. I uh, know. <sighs> I don't, I can't really get to the Plex from my iPad anymore. Yep, I Plex. have that same can, can 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 the people out there who manage the Plex server software help me out and make it so that I'm always staying signed in because that's where the problem is I believe I am not staying signed in you guys can't get to it but then you can't come up here and sign actually you could sign in because it's just a click it's not a um it's not a it's not a credentials thing it's literally you open up Plex and then it asks you what user do you want to be and you just click on my name and then boom it's done because that's all I ever do <laughs> well now you know and no one's half the battle G.I. fucking Joe the greatest American hero see that's the drugs talking right there that's the 80s cartoons mm-hmm. 80s cartoons 70s and 80s best in the world all right Say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. Peace.